Welcome to Far and Widener, a podcast that explores the far-reaching impact and influence of Widener University and its alumni. At Far and Widener, you'll hear engaging conversations with fascinating alumni, educators, researchers, and industry professionals about the many ways the Widener community strives to shape tomorrow's leaders. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Far and Widener. I'm Greg Potter, Associate Vice President for University Relations here at Widener University and your host for our premiere episode. And today I'm very excited to welcome our first guest, Dr. Stacy Robertson, Widener University's 11th President. She joined the Pride in July of 2022 after serving as Provost and Vice President for Academic Affairs and a Professor of History at SUNY Geneseo. And she brings an impressive experience to Widener in strategic planning, workplace practices that support and promote people from underrepresented groups, and developing curricula that prepare students for success in the global workspace. Stacy, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So why don't we jump in and just learn a little bit more about you. Um, can you tell me something about yourself that's interesting that maybe the Widener Pride hasn't learned yet? So I am fanatical about time management for the obvious reasons. You there, have a lot on your plate. You I have a lot on my plate and there's well. never enough time in the day, right? <laughs> We're always just trying to hold time still for a little bit. So I have found that I've developed a whole series of kind of processes and skills in order to manage my time. So just for example, and so when I use that word fanatical, no joke, I am really fanatical about time management. So every Sunday evening, I look through a book that I have. My crazy husband calls it my fashion book. And it is literally pictures of all of my different outfits and when the last time I wore them is listed on each one of these pages. And I choose five outfits for the week and I set them out and I look at my calendar to see what I'm doing each day, right? Mm -hmm. So if I have a special kind of meeting and I need this kind of outfit and I look at the weather and I set those five outfits and I do not change from those five outfits. I don't care if my mood changes. I don't, it doesn't matter, right? Like I, so you, you know how it is. The women in particular, I think, because we have so much more in terms of opportunities mm -hmm. for clothes, right? Just in general, um, we spend a lot of time Many of us spend a lot of time choosing our outfits. That's That could be for me as 20, 20 minutes every morning right, right. looking at my closet and wondering. I say I do this all in like 20 minutes on Sunday night, right? I love and this so idea. Because, I'm looking, right? Yeah. I, I have an 11-year-old son, and I'm trying to constantly get him to figure out how to manage his time in the morning just to get on the bus. <laughs> and I've been telling him, hey, let's... Let's make your lunch the night before. It's kind of the same concept, right? It's right? wasting 15 minutes of his time in the morning and putting on clothes and thinking about it in the morning is the same kind of idea. It's radical. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it, it ends up making my life so much more smooth in the morning. I don't have to think about things. And I, I actually, as a result of this, I've saved so much time. I can now not only do my workout every morning, I have 15 minutes that I can use for meditation. And that just sets my day off on a great start. Yes, I love that. Yeah. That's great. So tell us a little bit about why you're here. What what brought you to Widener? Um, obviously, you were a part of the presidential search, but right. as you were going through and, and you introduced yourself to Widener, what was it that attracted you to the institution? I 
absolutely loved several things that just hit me really hard in a good way when I started to investigate Widener. So one was the amazing great colleges to work for accolades that the institution has garnered over the last several years. To me, what that said was, this is a community that cares. This is a community that has developed a sense of belonging. This is a community where people are all in. And so for me, that was just absolutely so important. Being a part of a community that um, respects each other, that actually likes each other, that enjoys spending time with each other, um, these were just really important things. So this, you know, the community and the recognition that this is a community that cares was critical for me. So really the people, mm -hmm. right? The people at the institution. And frankly, having been here now for about 100 days, you know, that there's a reason why we won those accolades. It is an amazing community. So the people were so important. I think more pragmatically speaking for me, the... Um, the spirit of innovation that I saw at Widener was so very important. And that manifested in the variety of our program portfolio. So you can see we are not an institution that rests on our laurels. We are always looking to innovate and get better. So that, that kind of beautiful balance in our programs of undergraduate and graduate, we offer continuing education, we offer online, we offer full-time, we offer part-time, we meet students where they are. That it was really, really important to me. And you add that into this incredible history Obviously, as a historian, the history was just absolutely fascinating, but clearly that ability to innovate, to be agile, began in the 19th century mm -hmm. when the institution went from being a Quaker boys' school to a military school, right? I was right? just going to ask you if you've been boning up on your Chester and uh, Widener history Absolutely, yes. absolutely. I have... Um, in, in the time that I have saved from organizing my clothes at the beginning of the <laughs> right. week, I have managed to uh, read a couple of books on both uh, Widener and Chester, and it's just been absolutely wonderful, you know, learning that history and really, again, just, just kind of admiring that spirit of innovation. I would also just, I can't help but also mention our commitment to student success was also really important to me. So um, the inside track, the Widener advantage, our personal student success teams, which I thought was incredibly innovative, all speak to this, that spirit that we have of we're here so that our students succeed. Mm -hmm. That was that was also incredible, and you know, honestly, being in Philadelphia area did not hurt. This is a this is just an incredible region. Chester is a wonderful community. It's been so welcoming, and this greater region is just an incredible opportunity. Right. So certainly, learning a lot as a new leader also involves getting to know the people, as you mentioned, yes. and then also I remember speaking with you during your first couple of days about. I need to learn about you know the ins and outs of the uh, intricacies of the institution. So I'm I'm just curious about after your first 100 days or few months here, what's jumping out to you as some of our biggest opportunities, and then maybe some of our biggest challenges that we're going to be facing over the next couple of years. Great. You know, I'm a big believer that every challenge just is a, a disguised opportunity, uh, and. You know, I, I'm a glass is half full. I'm a rainbow person, super positive. So the challenges are opportunities for us to grow. And I think 
first of all, I'd go back to how I answered that earlier question. Our people and our students are our greatest strengths at this institution. There's no question about it. You will not find a more dedicated and passionate group of, uh, you know, uh, members of a community than we have here at Widener. So including, inclusive of our students and also inclusive, frankly, of our alumni. And, you know, we need to, I think, as we face the challenges of the enrollment reality that we face, um, we need to leverage the greatest strengths that we have, which is our people and our students and our alumni. And frankly, an amazing brand that we have here at Widener. We, we have always done a good job at sharing our strengths with the wider community. I think those strengths have changed over the years. I think we have changed over the years and we will continue and we must continue to do better at sharing who we are, who Widener is mm -hmm. with, with the larger Philadelphia community, but also frankly, the larger national and even international community. I think we have tremendous potential around recruitment of international students. I have, I think the fact that we are now 40% of nearly 40% of our incoming class are students from underrepresented backgrounds. Um, I think that we have nearly 40% first generation students. These are, these are amazing opportunities for us to continue to build on and grow. Mm -hmm. And that's going to involve not only, um, a shift a slight shift in our recruitment strategies, but also in a strategic shift, but also ensuring that we have all the tools that we need here at Widener so that every single student who comes to Widener is able to, you know, graduate on time, pursue a fantastic career and have, you know, great success in life as well. So you mentioned, um, uh, one of the challenges that we are talking about a lot here is in, in the trenches of the university is enrollment challenges that higher education is facing across the board. Um, in the future. And for some of our listeners out there who are not as embedded in higher education as we might be, can you talk a little bit about what's happening in the industry and what we're, we're facing and how some of those opportunities that you mentioned are going to help us to succeed? Oh, that's great question. So great comment. Um, so nationally, we've known for a while that we face what researchers and, and, and um, others are calling the enrollment cliff. So come 25, 26, about that time, we're going to see fewer college-age students uh, pursuing higher education, which means that we are going to be competing with uh, the same or more institutions for a smaller share of that student body. So what that means for colleges and universities is we need to be thinking yesterday about how we diversify our portfolio. So that goes back to my earlier comment, right? So we are not limiting our student body simply to thinking about 18 to 22 year olds. Mm -hmm. We're thinking about those, uh, you know, it, it, those students who, for example, during the pandemic chose to step out of, of higher education. They may want to come back eventually. And so being able to uh, speak to their needs in terms of the kinds of educational opportunities that we afford here. Um, right now, I think many institutions are thinking about how they can partner with various industries to serve employees at those industries and provide them with a, a particularly curated educational opportunity, which might be, mean a certificate, it might mean a master's degree, it might mean an online doctoral degree, it could be upskilling or reskilling. There's all kinds of things that we could do 
to um, participate and continue to participate in that market. And I think all of higher education is beginning to see that that diversification um, is absolutely critical. The other thing we know in terms of higher education trends is that while the younger generation is decreasing, um, 30 to 40 year olds, 40 to 50 year olds, the, those generations are actually increasing. And so again, speaking to those markets, finding ways to appeal and to show that that you know we have edu educational opportunities here that aren't just for um, first time, first year students, but are in fact for students who want to come back for any reason, whether that means they want to reskill or retool for a new career opportunity. It may mean they want to come back and learn about um, you know a, a topic that they're just interested in. And so I think we can also bring our alumni in who have fascinating skills and knowledge, and they can begin to offer classes and experiences that um, a, a, a broader swath of our, our community would be interested in. And so there's all kinds of ways in which we can continue to be innovative to attract students to the Widener experience. Right. So there's another national discussion going on right now about higher education in regards to cost. Um, and so I'm interested in your thoughts on how we kind of discuss and um, hit on that topic of the ROI of uh, college education in today's world and what institutions like Widener should be doing to you know, meet those cost expectations of our future students. You know, um, the, the, there's no question that the growing debt, college debt crisis in this country is something we all need to be thinking about, and particularly those of us at institutions of higher education, we know, and the data supports this, that a college education pays off life in a lifelong, right? No matter what your major is, it doesn't matter if it's in the humanities or engineering or nursing or physical therapy, a college education pays off. Oftentimes that payoff isn't day one. It's, it, it we ends up seeing it mid-career. I like to say that the, the real payoff of a college education is, uh, is that first promotion, right? And it's the second promotion, and it's your ability to pivot mid-career and try something new. So the return on investment, as we talk about it in higher education, it needs to be long-term, that conversation, not just short-term. And we see this time and again, because if, if, if the problem is when folks get trained in a particular skill, a particular technology, and that technology changes or that skill gets up outdated, um, if you aren't able to pivot, right, to engage in critical thinking and kind of communication skills and learning quickly and efficiently, it's easy to get left behind. Right, and so what? What a college education, what a university education provides, is that those critical thinking skills, that pivot skills, the global, um, you know, communication skill as well. All of those things are just absolutely so critical, and that return is there. I think we have too often allowed the conversation to be driven on short-term numbers, right? Yeah, I was thinking thing, that exact thing. I mean, we even in, in the institution sometimes, sometimes get so focused on those numbers that uh, we look at of student success immediately after graduation. Do they go on to their career goals yes. and things like that? Whereas, you know, looking at mid-career opportunities you know, um, is equally as important. It's so important, Greg. And, I, you know, the other thing, two other quick things to note. One is um, 
there's a lot of research to suggest that a college degree also leads to greater happiness in life. And that's not something that you often see in the numbers. Right, right. It's, it's really much more challenging um, to quantify. But there's some really interesting research out there, out there on that. And the other thing is that we need an educated and skilled and thoughtful citizenry of critical thinkers who are going to help us make good decisions as a nation, right? That's our commitment to democracy. That's like the, our commitment to the future. And, uh, you know, we just, we just can't have enough college educated students to engage in that conversation. Yeah. yeah. We started to go down the road a little bit about, um, ROI and it sort of leads into another national discussion that's going on right now. And you mentioned it, the student loan forgiveness issue, um, and the president's recent executive actions and how they're impacting, um, costs. And I'm just curious about, curious about your thoughts about the long-term implications of, uh, loan forgiveness on academic institutions and costs and what we might expect at uh, Widener to face if that continues to evolve. I think it's, um, ultimately what this is about is ensuring that we have accessible, affordable educational opportunities for everyone. The loan forgiveness program really will have greatest impact on those who are struggling the most to pay off debt, right? And and the truth is that I, I believe the number is about 80, 85% of all debt is, is under, student loan debt, is under 25,000, which means that many folks who are struggling with paying that debt, you know, month after month, year after year, this could really mean such an enormous difference for them in their standard of living, um, in their ability to, right, frankly, to contribute to the economy. Mm -hmm. I believe the turnaround there will be well worth um, the investment. And I think long-term, it just, this whole conversation is beneficial because it continues to demand that we ask the question, how can we ensure, whether we're a private institution or a public institution, we are making college affordable and that that ROI is there. And frankly, even though the loan forgiveness program will impact students who leave college without a degree, right, that's the group of people who I worry about the most, is the group of folks who have debt we're paying off that debt and don't have the degree to benefit from that debt. Right. So the loan forgiveness may help those students long-term to think about how they can complete their degree eventually mm -hmm. and get the benefit of having the degree, right? And so I think the implications are much larger than we recognize. And as long as that conversation is ongoing, how can we make college affordable and accessible? It's a great conversation to be having. Yeah. So some of this um, obviously plays in with students and their lives after they leave Widener. Sure. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Part of our audience here on Fard and Widener are our alumni. And um, I know as you've been off and running, meeting people on campus, you've also been engaging with alumni. And I'm just curious if you could share what role you feel that they play in helping us to capitalize on many of those opportunities that you mentioned and um, addressing some of our challenges. How can alumni uh, participate in helping Widener move forward? You know, our, our alumni really, their, their lives are the story of Widener, right? The, their successes, their resilience, their stories. This is, that's the history of Widener. So 
our alums are the living embodiment of who we are at Widener. And I think that in and of itself is an incredible value to us at the institution. There are much more pragmatic ways in which alumni can uh, engage with and contribute to uh, uh, what we're doing here at Widener. Really important, really important paths, I think. First of all, our, our alums are engaging in incredible um, you know, innovations within all kinds of industries. And the more that our, our alums are willing to bring back that technological and innovative spirit, like what's happening in nursing in the real world that our nursing alum can bring back to the classroom, mm -hmm. right? What's the latest technology? What's the latest skill? The same with engineering, the same with business. What's the, you know, the latest software that all of our students need to fully understand? Um, just bringing back that real world expertise into our classroom would be incredibly beneficial. Linked to that, our alumni are amazing mentors for our students. It is my dream that every single Widener student has an alum who serves as a mentor for them throughout their four years here and beyond. I think our alums can, um, you know, the more that they can get back on campus and the more that they can model a lifelong commitment to their alma mater, the more that our, our current students will benefit from that. So um, coming back and sponsoring scholarships for ongoing students um, and giving back to the community um, as much as they are able financially is a great model for our current students and of course a great benefit to the institution. So um, there are just countless ways in which I think our alums can can think about how they can give back. Frankly, you know, maybe most important, our alums are our best recruiters, right? I mean, they are whatever community they are in, um, being willing to help us recruit. Uh, a new generation of students to widen through talking about their experience with friends and neighbors and colleagues and even at um, high school events and other types of events. This is a what that's a wonderful recruiting opportunity for right, us. So, right. so many ways in which our alums can continue to um, participate and, and and contribute and enrich us here at Widener. Yeah. And this is a timely discussion as we're just a few days from homecoming as we're recording this conversation together. Um, and we have lots of alums coming back to enjoy themselves and meet their peers. But we also, as you mentioned, have some innovative and fascinating programs going on. Our, our business school is uh, doing a workshop on the future of work. Is there, absolutely. I, I'm assuming you're going to be joining yes, some of those sessions? Yes, I cannot. I absolutely, I'll be I am scheduled, I think, every moment of the next several days, and I can't tell you how excited I am, not only to participate in that Future of Work program, but our students have really um, gone above and beyond and initiated a lot of wonderful events and activities, and I think bring in, what I love about homecoming is not only we're welcoming back, right, alums from all over the place, but we're also bringing alums together into conversation with our students and our faculty and our staff. So you just have this, you know, revived community spirit that I think is just incredibly beautiful. And it's, it's just, it's such a wonderful moment to be able to experience that for my first time, especially this year, right? Having not had that opportunity before, I'm just really excited to see what that looks like this year. Yeah, it'll definitely be a fun time. So I think earlier in the conversation, we got a little bit of a window into what the morning looks like for Stacey Robertson. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm just curious, um, you know, in addition to your uh, clothes already being uh, mapped out and your meditation time, which sounds lovely in the morning, I think I need to build that in as well. Um, when you get up each day, what excites you most in life these days? Oh, wow. You know, honestly, it is the opportunities that I have to spend time with our students, Greg. I, um, you know, it, it, it's been one of the greatest joys that I've had in, in, in being here at Widener is the opportunity I have not only to engage with students in the classroom, but outside the classroom. So talking to students after athletic events, um, after lectures on campus, I try and go to the Pride Cafe, which offers amazing food, um, you know, at least two or three times a week. And so sitting around chatting with students, sometimes I'll just hang around in the evenings and go over to the student union and sit down and talk with students. And those are my absolute favorite times. So, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. I ran into a student uh, maybe about a month ago. I had seen this, this, this young man on several occasions. We'd had opportunities to engage at various events and uh, you know, I ran into him and he looked a little bit down and I, and I asked him, you know, how you're feeling? And he said, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not doing really well right now. And I said, listen, um, tomorrow, uh, we're going to be on campus. We're gonna have some time for lunch. Um, my husband and I, why don't you come out for lunch with us? And he said, that'd be great. Let's do it. So Steve and the student and I went out to Zach's for lunch and we, you know, we just spent an hour chatting, right? About our families, about our pets, about the different locations we had lived in, about our parents. And we just had this real moment. And it's in the grand scheme of things, just a mundane story, right? Having lunch with a new individual and getting to know them. But for me, it just, it symbolized everything um, that I care about here at Widener. The opportunity to get to know each and every student not just as a student, but as an individual, as a, as a whole human being, right? And so their whole story, their dreams, you know, their goals, right? Like, how can we here, how can I help you achieve those dreams and goals? And so that lunch just meant so much to me because I got to know this young man and, and I would just love to have the opportunity, unrealistic though it may be, to get to know <laughs> at that level as much as I can each and every one of right, our students. Right. And this is a great opportunity also for me to um, give a plug to Stacy's Instagram account, which is WPrez Robertson. Robertson. Um, I think what you're describing there really shows through your oh, account. Good. I encourage everyone listening oh, to um, check that out because you're posting those experiences with students and um, your travels around the wider community. And it's very engaging uh, oh, page. Thank you, you do a really nice job. Thank with you. That. So um, I'd like to close with a question that I hope to ask um, a lot of folks who come on to the Far and Widener podcast because we all have Widener in common. And um, so far, for you in your first 100 days and others will maybe have years to draw on. So they may have a bit of an advantage here, but I, I know you'll have an answer to this question. And that's uh, what's the most impactful memory you've had thus far at Widener and how has it impacted you or changed you? That's a difficult question, even though I've only been here for 100 days, because there really is a memory every single day. I, I, I'm a big believer in doing a lot of self-reflection. I'm a journaler, so I journal pretty much every day and I try and reflect on, um, good and, and complicated memories from each and every day. And you, you get to a, an age, Greg, you're not there yet, but you will, you get to an age where really 
life feels like it's all about creating memories, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's about creating wonderful memories and, and, and memories that help you to reflect on life in general. And so I, I, I really believe strongly in this. So there's many, um, but I'll, I'll highlight one that comes to mind and it was recent. We, uh, a, a group of about 130, maybe more members of the Widener community, um, collaborated with the Chester community to spend a couple of days in the community. And uh, we, we built a playground in a very short period of time. And that, that memory of being outside on a gorgeous, gorgeous fall day with students, with faculty, with staff, with community members, with uh, you know, we, we got to partner with PICO employees. And so I got to meet a few Widener alums who were there, mm-hmm. who are PICO mm-hmm. employees, including their current CEO. Um, and just, you know, moving mulch and uh, picking up trash and picking out weeds and helping um, put together a complicated uh, piece of uh, equipment for the playground with others and just the conversation and the feeling of physical exertion. Um, and it was, you know, and this idea that we are all out there because we chose to be out there, right? Because we chose to, to devote those moments to what we hoped would be a wonderful place for families in the community to go and to experience community together. Like that was such a great experience. And I know, Greg, that that memory will be with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful just to have that memory. And to me, it speaks to the very spirit of Widener and who we are and why we do what we do. Yes. And hopefully there will be many more like that Absolutely. to come. Well, Absolutely. Stacey, thank you so much for joining us here today on Far and Widener. It was a pleasure to have you in the studio. The pleasure was all mine, Greg. Thank you so much. Far and Widener is produced by Widener University's Advancement Staff. To learn more about Widener University, visit widener.edu. If you like the show, please help us and show your support. Subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to know what you think of this episode and our program. Alumni, we want to hear from you. If your Widener education started you on a path to something you never imagined, or you want to share your experience and expertise, you could be a future guest on the show. Just send an email to widenerpodcast at widener.edu. Thanks for listening.